0: and welcome to the third episode of Serious Talk. This episode is sort of connected to episode two, mental health. Today's topic is self-slash-sexual identity, and there's nobody who I wish to have this conversation with other than Clary Poo. What's up, Clary? Thanks for being here.
1: Hi, Iris. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. Uh, Hope your holiday has been going great so far.
0: It's going great. Yeah. How about you? It's going. I see, <laughs> Clary. Why don't you introduce yourself?
1: Hi, um, my name is Clary. My full name is Clary Pooh. My legal name is something entirely different. Um, I am, uh, I am qualified to speak on this topic because I myself am not straight. So you know, I'm not an expert, but I am an expert. Uh, and I, th- I think that's it, really
0: um yeah i just want to remind the audience again that we aren't here to persuade you of any kind especially with sensitive topics like this you are forever free to have your own opinions all right so before we really dive in i think there's some there's a need to define and address some basic questions and confusion that many people including myself have first and foremost what is the difference Absolutely. between sex and gender? That's like the big question,
1: right? This is the this is the big question. That's super true. Um, so Mr. Lewin actually talks about this as well during biology class. But sex is the physical aspect of a human body. It is a, it's the thing that's determined by chromosomes, the presence of the Y chromosome. I had to do research on this. I don't know anything about biology. I just did research on this. I am so committed. Um. It's determined by the presence of the Y chromosome, right? And from my limited knowledge of biology, um, chromosome assignment is not exactly methodical. Um, Sex is what your body looks like. It's your genitalia. It's what people perceive you as when they look at you directly. Gender is what's going on in the brain. So someone might be born with, let's say, male genitalia, but they might perceive themselves to be more female or they feel like they are a woman. So then that person would be then called a trans woman, which is to say assigned male at birth, but is a woman. Um, So the difference is very much physical and mental. Uh, And the most important thing that people keep in mind is that people say there are only two genders. They are mostly confusing it with the two sexes. And even then, there's not just two sexes. There's People are born, they're called intersex people. There's just um, funky things going on in their body, intersex. Um, but mostly, what, what's taught in textbooks is two sexes, which is, you know, the presence of or without a penis. Um, say, I'm going to say the word penis of a lot of emphasis so I don't start laughing. This is a family-friendly show. Um, but yeah, so sex, physical, gender, mental, and that's pretty much all, all there is to it.
0: When you say there's more than just two genders.
1: Yes. So this is the way I perceive it and a bunch of people in the LGBTQ community perceive it. We all perceive gender as a spectrum so that then there's not just two of the binaries, you know, binaries, so male and female. There's just a bunch of other things going on in between all that. And the, the concept of this hasn't isn't new. It actually just dates back even to like indigenous cultures. They used to be the thing called like, um, oh man, I don't know the term for this and I don't want to get it wrong, but it was like um, two-spirit. Two and that was basically official term for indigenous cultures where a person has more than two spirits in them—one male, one female. Um, in modern days, a lot of principles to describe this. There's there's stuff called genderqueer, which is a um, gender no, you know. So um, there is the most common used one is non-binary because binaries define male and female as one, two, binaries. Non-binary just means they exist outside of these two. A lot of people are like this. For example, um, singer Demi Lovato, uh, they came out recently as non-binary. They use they, them pronouns. So not she, not he, just they, them. Also, I, I believe Sam Smith. And one that I totally love, Elliot Page. He came out as, um, as trans. So he was assigned female at birth, everyone knows them by their old name, but uh, they came out as trans and they go by he and they pronouns, which is to say he uses both he, him to be addressed like he is an actor and they, them to be addressed like they are an actor. Because gender really, really is a social construct. It is very much just this arbitrary thing. And as of right now, it's lucky enough that we are progressive, um, open minded enough to start accepting that and start using other pronouns um, and just going, like, okay, non binary, that's cool. So I hope that clears things up.
0: Yeah, how about the term bisexual?
1: Bisexual. Okay, there's a tiny difference between bisexual and um, other stuff like pansexual. Uh, But see, bisexual does not mean you're only attracted to two genders. It could mean that. You could only be attracted to male and female. You could be attracted to male and non-binary male-presenting people. But mostly bisexual is used to say, I have an attraction to more than one gender. So I have maybe two, maybe more, um, but I have a preference. So I can go, I'm bisexual and I have a preference for boys you know bisexual does not alienate more than two genders but it does mean that you probably have some sort of preference or maybe you just like the name bisexual you
0: know (laughs) oh I see okay and the symbol for the LGBTQ plus community is the iconic rainbow pattern indeed how's the rainbow flag significant for you
1: for me I think it's cool because I love the rainbow because it just looks really pretty Um, And I think it's really cool that the LGBTQ community back during like the 1900s, when they were like ostracized and stuff, they took something like that's so natural and so beautiful, something that's literally closest thing we get to magic, I presume, I mean, I don't care about thermodynamics, I just think it's magic. Um, The rainbow. And they're like, you know what, this is ours. This is ours. We're going to use it as our symbol. And it's really cool. Um, And it's nice that it's become a universal thing for gay rights because now i go outside and i see a little rainbow flag i'm like gay rights um so that's really nice i i do like the rainbow flag a lot and the fact that people just took it as a symbol that's this this beautiful accepted thing when they themselves the gay people the lgbt community weren't accepted at all and they said this is ours very cool love that very much
0: have you joined the uh, lgbt parade in taiwan
1: i have technically yes but here's the thing um, the LGBT, the, the Pride, the Pride March, Pride Parade, a lot of names for it, um, is held in October, usually at the end of October. You know what else is at the end of October? Midterms. Midterm. Our school is homophobic, <laughs> and this is one reason why. So I went out for a five-minute walk, and it happened to be in the same direction as the Pride Parade. I would not call that participation, but I wish I could.
0: yeah oh yeah fun fact this summer I visited the states and it was pride month yes it was and wait yes pride month is July it's right ju- or June? June I'm pretty sure June. it's June yeah rainbow packaging and like patterns designs are can be seen everywhere and one thing that caught my eye was skittles you know those like rainbow color candies. Yeah. There were like limited edition Pride Month gray Skittles. So from the outside wrapping to the inside candies, it's completely gray. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it just shows how tight knit and inclusive and proud the community is.
1: Yeah, it's really nice. But like one thing that us, those b community makes fun of is how brands always use Pride Month. Wow, gay people are cool um, for the entirety of the Pride Month. And then uh, July 1st, right as July 1st happens, all their logos change back to their normal ones. Um, immediately <laughs> they just, um, the Pride things are put on sale, you know? So it's funny, but it is nice to see a bunch of brands having that kind of inclusive thing, even if they are kind of like marketing it. Uh, using the LGBTQ community, it's still cool to see some sort of inclusive inclusive stuff going on. I don't know why it's black and white stills though. I-, I don't understand it. I saw it on the internet, I could not understand it. I, I don't know why it would be black and white. <laughs> it's
0: already a rainbow, so they have to make it different.
1: Yeah, it's, but it's not like... Um, damn, I don't know how to say this in English. This is the first that's in. It's not like that. It's funny. <laughs>
0: So I personally believe that everyone deserves to be happy and, you know, have the right to express themselves. But there's a lot of controversies regarding the topic, the long debated questions such as, should sexual orientation be taught and promoted in school? Does marriage equality really exist for all couples? What are your takes on it?
1: Okay, let's start with the um, taught in school bit. I definitely think it should be taught in school because not only would it normalize it being the topic of. Uh, sexuality being talked about, which is something that, especially in Taiwan, where uh, a lot of us are very traditional and conservative, I don't think we even actually got sex ed. We did, but it was like a Q and A session, which was awkward and weird and terrible. No school in Taiwan is gonna go, "Hey, gay is okay." You know, they're gonna wait until you find out what the word gay means, and then they're gonna go, "Oh." Yeah, that. That exists. Yeah, that exists. You know, cool. Good for you. Um, I, I think it should be taught because I think it would let teenagers, especially, but young kids, um, just first A, come to terms with the fact that gay people or LGBTQ people exist and start them on a path of some kind of acceptance, even if they're not gay. Um, and secondly, for people who are queer, they can learn about this in school. Uh, this can uh, have two benefits. So first one is maybe they would be more accepting of themselves because in the gay community there's this thing called internalized homophobia which is um when you spend your entire life growing up in a family or a community where people say being gay is not good um and it turns out you are gay and it's kind of it's kind of weird you know it's like oh oh no oh um so internalized homophobia is when you hate yourself because you're gay and you don't want to accept it because being gay isn't a choice it's it's this is this is the huge thing about being gay is a choice. It's not. People kill themselves already. Go shut up. Um so definitely it would make a lot of kids probably more happy about themselves, more accepting. And it would also, uh, maybe some kids are just confused. And learning about this in school would help them think, oh, okay, so I'm bi. And that's all right.
0: Well, actually, yeah, but I've known like some adults, they're actually worried that these education things will make kids be more confused of themselves and Like you said, being gay is not a choice, but they're thinking it is the nature versus nurture thing. I see
1: what you mean. Here's the thing, though. And this is um, people think, oh, if you teach them about being gay, they're going to get confused. Well, you already aren't hesitating. Teach me calculus. And I get very confused at that. And you are not saying a single thing about it learning calculus has made me have a bigger identity crisis than being LGBTQ has, and you are not taking it out of the curriculum. So like, shut up, go home, you know? Um am trying very hard to not say swear words here. <laughs> it might make kids confused because they're going to l- learn that, oh, being gay is okay. Am I gay? But it's not going to be like, oh, calculus, oh God, I should know this. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, Huge difference there. What makes you hate yourself? What makes you accept yourself? Here's the thing about gay marriage that's pretty cool because Taiwan is the first Asian country to legalize gay and same-sex marriage. And I afraid for that, awesome. We did good. Um, and but the thing is it's there's still a long way to go, right? So I read this article um on Taiwannews.com um, about this just this Asian couple not from Taiwan who they were gay, but they weren't allowed to marry in their own country. So what they had to do was, I believe, so they exploited the hell out of some loopholes and they barely managed to get married in Taiwan. They had to go through all this processes, all these processes. Um, all these loopholes and fighting for their rights and definitely facing a lot of discrimination along the way, just to be able to get married, which is something that everyone should have the, you know, should have the right to experience. Even though Taiwan is already really ahead in same-sex marriage, a legal status as married also sometimes does not mean that you're actually recognized as married. So there's a lot of layers there. Gay marriage is the first step it's still important to remember that we have a long way ahead of us as a global community in order to get everyone on the same level.
0: Mm, That's a good, that's a good quote right there. Yeah. And not to mention religion also interferes heavily with this kind of stuff. Like I heard there were conversion therapies around trying where people are trying to convert people that's homosexual and bisexual back to heterosexual and like parents, they blame themselves for not raising their kids right or like should I say straight.
1: Well, okay. First off, I'm going to explain what conversion therapy is, um, because it, it may vary, but mostly it's this. It is basically torture boot camp. Um, kids are being sent there gay kids and what I've heard from many of my friends experiences or what I've researched is they're basically trying to brainwash them back into thinking that they're straight so they only get sent back to their families once they admit that they were wrong and that they're straight and they can't wait to get back to their straight lives so a lot of this includes shock therapy where they, they just, they electrocute you, um, making you just recite from the Bible um, or just making you say really, really degrading things about yourself or being gay, calling you slurs and just abusing you basically until you're too scared to be queer. Um, so that's what conversion therapy is. And it does work probably because God, that is terrifying. It's basically, it, it, it is basically torture. And it's like, even if the kids aren't magically straight again, they're they're gonna say they are because they don't want to get you know beaten anymore. So conversion therapy, yes, it 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 probably works, but really it it doesn't. It's straight up abuse. And what parents parents maybe maybe they notice, maybe they don't. Um, they just know that it works. And then all these parents they grow up, they are taught to um gay people, or they think you know just they're oh they're a sin. You're gonna go to hell. They probably think they're doing their kids a favor. You know, you're not gonna go to hell anymore. A lot of these people are religious. You're right which causes the kid to just hate themselves and probably kill themselves. This is what happens usually. What I wish I could say to you, the parents are just, they're bad people with good intentions, but the road to hell is paved with good intentions. So basically just, hey, you do know if you do this, your kids are gonna hate you, hate themselves and probably kill themselves right after. It's better, you're better off trying to accept your kid as who they are and make their life so much happier instead of forcing yourself, forcing your kid to do this and just creating this entire chain of um, unhappiness for everyone involved because gay people exist and it's time, you know, you come to terms with that. It's 21st century, get with the program,
0: yeah, that is horrifying to hear. I didn't know, com- I thought conversion therapy, what I had in mind was holding the Bible and reading it. <laughs> is there is there anything we can do or like measures we can take to decrease homophobic discrimination?
1: It's hard for someone who, for example, let's just take something that we all know is fact um, or that we think we know is fact. Let's say um, I take your favorite food. What's your favorite food? I should probably know this. Chocolate. Choc- yes okay let's say we take chocolate so a thing that you know you've known for your entire life and you know that it varies based on experience and people don't like chocolate but for you you love chocolate and I'll hold this chocolate up and I say chocolate bad um, you're gonna say no, get out of my room um, but so your mind doesn't change that easily same thing with gay people only on a larger scale um it's hard to just dis- decrease homophobia just with a snap of your fingers. With like this large scale movement, so the best way to decrease homophobia is for you to, you know, go find a friend who's probably less accepting, and try to like tell them that, it, that things are all right, you know, or support your su- support your friends who may be LGBTQ and whatever movements that may arise for them. For me, it was um, how I decreased my homophobia. Okay, I wasn't homophobic, I, I just didn't, I didn't know um, anything. And my parents were like, that's not good. So, um, you know, go online, read a few things, educate yourself, meet people who are LGBTQ, find out you are LGBTQ. That was my path anyway. Basically just more try to spread awareness, try to just be kind. Yeah.
0: And being a teenager is really confusing. We are being pushed into adulthood while still kind of, you know, being a kid on the inside. And we need to focus on like academics, friends, families, our own communities, clubs, and also self-identity, which includes sexual orientation. Is there a piece of advice you could give for two teenagers who are currently confused or struggling with finding their place?
1: See, I, cause this is the thing I know experience again once again experience varies a lot especially for taiwan kids we are from the age of 14 we are told to do extracurriculars to keep our grades up we're applying to college for god's sakes go study more go um attend cram schools after school a lot of that leaving us with barely any time um for us to discover ourselves um i was lucky enough to have a period of life time in my life where i was just left to discover uh, my interests. It was supposed to be to, to discover my interests. Like, oh, am I an artist? Oh, I'm a programmer. Instead, I discovered, oh, I'm pansexual, which is something that my parents did not intend, but happened anyway. You're only a teenager once, so you know, make the best out of it. And right now it's kind of funny because now everyone is struggling over their application essays. And they are like, God, who am I? Well, you were studying. I was having an identity crisis. Now it's your turn. Um, And if you end up having a crisis later on in your life, when you're a a college student, or even there's a midlife crisis, and you decide to reevaluate your entire identity, that's also okay. You know, it's your life, do what you want with it. But if I had to give one advice to teenagers right now who may be struggling with their identity, my biggest advice is just know that even though things may seem tough, inside your household or your community or your school even, there might seem like there's no one accepting you and you have to hide who you are and you feel very much oppressed and just restricted. It gets better because you will find someone eventually in the future who supports you. And there's just so much people, there, there's a whole community, there's a whole international community um, around the world, just, well, that's what international means, just willing to accept you. They're gonna fight for your rights. They have fought for your rights. Um, and there are people like you, exactly like you, who are also going to um, accept you with white ar- with open arms, you know? So, um, things may be tough now. Take your time, figure it out, or don't. That's your call. Um, just know that things will be better. I'm not gonna say they're gonna be okay, but they do get better. And that's the that's the thing that I hope every single queer questioning teenager can hear because that's what I really needed to hear when I was a queer questioning teenager.
0: Yeah. Okie dokie. Then that pretty much sums it up. Clary, thank you again for being here and sharing valuable. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. And to the audience, thank you for listening and I'll see you soon. Bye.